Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Hello, welcome to the award-winning Leicester City Pubcast, home of the FA Cup holders. And I'm pleased to say tonight, for the first time in two or three weeks, back in a raucous Foss Arms, despite the, the threat of Omicron, we have all three of us tonight. So myself, Tim, and good evening, Killer. Good evening, Tim. And good evening, Norm. Good evening. And Norm, fully recovered now, back in the, back in the swing of things. Absolutely, absolutely. Thoroughly and enjoying my uh, Trumpwell's IPA. Nothing, nothing better than that to help you through any kind of illness. <laughs> your, your very own booster jab. <laughs> in, in, indeed. I mean, apparently it's been uh, widely recommended by various members of SAGE. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so again, unfortunately, on this podcast, time to throw in the word allegedly. <laughs> yes. uh, there we go. We're one minute in and we're already scrambling backwards. So, uh, yeah, great to have uh, you guys both uh, both in the chair tonight for a Christmas special. Killer, how excited are you? No football to talk about, but lots and lots of Leicester City themed songs to sing. Yeah, I think if this goes well tonight, we will probably drop the football forever, actually, and just just turn this into a talent show. So let's let's see how it goes, really. We've got we've got a number of listeners' songs, and then, as promised, following on from our wildly successful Kalechi and Acho pre FA Cup final songs, we've we've got our three songs as well. So we're going to turn this into a bit of a, a top of the pops tonight. Christmas number one. What's going to be the Leicester City Christmas number one? So tell you what, guys, we've got a couple of other things to talk about around the footy, haven't we? But I'm going to be asking you two, while you're not doing your own song, to mark these songs and give me a score out of 10. So I'm going to talk, we've got six or seven songs between us. And I think we're going to launch straight in with the very, very first song. Are you both ready? This is a listener song from Naughty. Here we go. Nicky makers all stand tall. And we love it watching Vardy strike the ball. We have faith in dear old Brendan. And we're sure that he will stay. But please don't let that donkey Perez play. So here we are, Leicester City, and we're always having fun. We've now won the FA Cup, so stick that up your bar. (laughs) That's excellent. And can I just quickly interject and say, Tim, you had one very, very simple job to do, didn't you, in terms of getting the names of the people that sent them in right, and you've managed to get it wrong. Oh, sorry, you are quite right. That's from Mark, isn't it, Killer? Mark, apologies, and please don't plug in and tune in to another podcast, Mark. You are welcome at the Foss Arms any night of the week where Tim 
will lavish you with complimentary Trumpwell's IPA as apology. And it's, it's also a slight teaser campaign, to be fair, for Notty's one, which is obviously coming up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what do you think about Mark's song then, uh, Norm? Well, Mark's I, out I, of 10. Well, uh, Mark's out of 10. You, we, we, obviously, we can't start off with a hugely high Mark's. We don't know how good the rest of them are, apart from I know how good mine is. So, but I, I thought that I enjoyed the lyrics. I thought they were very favourable. Um, I thought he'd put the song together very well. Um, the singing did leave a little bit to be desired, but of course, I'm sure he's not a professional singer. But I, I'm, I think that was an excellent start to our uh, Christmas songs, and I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Okay, and what about you, Keller? Well, Mark, as it happens, I know Mark very well, and it turns out he is a professional singer. And, um, <laughs> Sorry, Mark. There is, there is, there is, <laughs> and a professional songwriter as well, so it might cause a bit of a, a bit of a shot. But uh, no, look, excellent effort. The truth is about Mark, and he'll be the first one to say, and God bless him, he listens to the show avidly. And um, he's not really a football fan, but he does tell me that since listening to the show, he's now able to have a level of input at work. Um, so he's very grateful about that. Excellent submission. Song was pretty good. I think it's a good, solid seven. That's, that's, a, that's a good start, Mark. And I, I particularly like the Perez uh, reference. So exactly. um, we're going to try and get, th get through another one, I think, Norm. So it's going to be yours next up, just before we, we have a little chat about what's going on in the... In the, in, the, in the Premier League world, not that there's much football. So, Norm, as and when you're ready with your own submission for me and Killer to, to vindictively mark, please fire away. Well, that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased I didn't um, write my first song, which was, was about Perez, given that Mark's already um, very sensibly like, been negative about him. I was going to do Little Donkey about <laughs> Iosu Perez, but I, I've, I've actually gone for, the, for uh, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. So... Uh, I'm going, to, I'm going to fire away. Yeah. God rest ye merry, Leicester men, set pieces ye dismay. We can't defend them the like a pen, though we practice every day. The balls swinging, they hit ahead, and in our net they stay. Glad tidings for every team we play. Team we play, zonal marking sucks. Let's go man to man, I say. <laughs> very, very thoughtful about all of our current problems. Sort of sums up 21, that does. Brilliant. I'll, I'll, I'll generously give you an eight, Norm. Yeah, do you know what I love? I love the slightly medieval tongue that yes. Norm adopts during the course of it. It's it's wonderful. I I just like him to turn around and say that's a new track. That's a track for my new album, and and this one's called Green Sleeves. <laughs> I, I have noticed, Kelly, he's, he's drinking his Trump Wells from a goblet tonight, isn't he? <laughs> oh, I love it. While stroking a harp. <laughs> Very good, Norm. Go on, Kelly. Give him a mark there. I'm gonna, I've got to give... I'm going to give... No, I think that's going to take a bit of beat. I'm going to go for nine on that one. Whoa, no, I'm 17. Goodness me, what a, what, what a, what a start. So, what about COVID? Um, there's... Obviously, I thought we were outstanding against both Spurs and Everton. Two clean sheets in the week, which which is uh, very, very well. Because that's three on the trot, isn't it, after Newcastle? But yeah. on a serious note, Killer, two games. Ban are you in the... So the, the, the Premier League managers seem to be draw drawing up swords against each other, don't they? Like the two-week circuit breaker versus get on with it. And the Premier League today have said get on with it. 
Well, it's just nice that the Premier League finally have actually said something. They're so slow, they're so cumbersome, they drive me absolutely mad. If it was me, if I was on the Premier League, I would have had a structure in place a couple of weeks ago. That structure would have been around the minimum number of players that you would have had to have uh, tested positive in your squad for a game to be postponed. Let's make it black and white. So that you take the subjectivity out of it. I can't believe they haven't done it. The second thing I can't believe that they've done, they, they haven't done is any way, shape or form protect the fans. So we have this ridiculous situation on Saturday with Burnley fans travelling to Villa Park only to be told that the game's been cancelled. This is 2021, folks. And we're not running a, a corner shop here. This is the Premier League. This is, this is billion dollar stuff. How much organisation would it have taken for both of those teams to have been tested the night before, to have then stayed in a hotel under strict COVID conditions, safe in the knowledge then of exactly who can play and who can't. And if there are too many players that have got COVID, you cancel the game there and then. No supporters have to travel. It's the Premier League again. They're slow, they're cumbersome, they're rubbish. I applaud what they've done today because I happen to think it's the right thing. Let's keep the season going. I think we also have to bear in mind that we've got a Winter World Cup next season. So we've, yeah. got, to get the, we've got to get this finished at some point. Um, but let's just bring in some structure around uh, how many players are going to have that, that, you can, that you can have with COVID. And then you just postpone it. And then you avoid Thomas Tootle getting all loity-toity and um, throwing all his toys out the plum. Where, once again, it's very nebulous. And I think the Premier League could do a lot more. Yeah, your, heart, your heart bleeds for that tiny little rubbish depth squad that Chelsea have got, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. It really, yeah. really does. How to, how to strike the wrong note. Right. On the right note, let me see... Um, if I can, uh, if I can finally get this one right, then killer, and let's have another little song. I'm going to. Is this Mark? Is it coming up? I think. Oh, no, I, no, I, think on, yeah, I think this is Naughty. <laughs> let, 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 let's see if I can manage to get something right here. Paris block. Thomas passes. Yuri scores, fans ecstatic. A beautiful strike, Fox's delight. Walking in a Wembley wonderland. Mount shoots, Casper saves us. Hillwell's off, can't deny us. A beautiful sight, Fox's delight. Walking in a Wembley wonderland. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Walking in a Wembley wonderland. Whoa, walking in a Wembley wonderland. Sensational <laughs> stuff from Naughty and well worth the wait, Naughty. And I do apologise uh, for for my previous misstep, as Boris would say. So, uh, go on, Killer. How many does Naughty get? Well, look, it's really good, isn't it? Because it's all about Wembley. It's an absolutely fantastic day out. And um, one, of the, one of the highlights for me as a Leicester City fan, Naughty, great. I love the whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the end. And for that reason, you're going to get a eight out of ten. An eight. So like, <laughs> what about you, Norm? Well, I'd like to give him a nine out of ten, but I'm not going to because that means he'll be level with me. So he's going to get an eight. <laughs> that is bang out of order. It's not the Eurovision Song Contest. But... No, but they, well, it was an eight out of ten. It's not Eurovision Song Contest. It's much more important. It's much and, more important than that. Right, okay. Well, well done, Naughty. Slots into second place behind Norm with 
16 points there. Right, this is going to be my effort next. Are you guys ready? Ooh, yeah, one. <laughs> Wilf and Edie, Casper Schmeichel, Johnny Evans, Madison, Ryan Bertrand, Adam Mola, look, man. Happy Mandy, Telemans, Phil Benkovich, Pat Sandaker, Harvey Barnes, Mark, Albrighton, West Fafana, Kalechi Nacho, Danny Ward, and James Justin, do do do, Charlie Soyan, Chuvadi Sumare, Ken and Juice Berry Hall, Tim Castagna, Vestergaard, and Daniel Amate, Yosa Perez, Daly Campbell, Yakupovic, Luke Thomas, Hamza Chowdhury, Ricardo Pereira, and a super Bren Rogers. <laughs> and a super Bren Rogers. Good stuff, Tim. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, hit, hit me with it, guys. Go on, killer. Well, I've got to say, Matt, I can't, for obvious reasons, I don't think it will ever be recited on the terraces. <laughs> 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 well, that's because Perez won't be there for long. But I think it's an outstanding effort. You've got the whole squad in to a Christmas song. That's got to be worth a really strong eight. Very good, Norm. I think it was excellent. Disappointed about the pronouncement of Chagla, CNQ. But apart from that, I'm going to get. I've got to give it a nine, Tim. I thought it was excellent. Ooh. Brilliant. It's starting to look, look, this is starting to look like a bit of a, so so the guys that actually run the show are leading and the, and the listeners are losing. This this is, doesn't feel quite right, but, but it hey. It feels but, exactly right. So, so are, you, are, you, are, you saying, are you saying it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? Christmas. <laughs> so go on then, Norm. Every single way. <laughs> you don't get a second go, Norm. Norm, what's, are, you, are you with Killer on COVID or are you, are you in the other camp, the, the Thomas Franks camp? Um. I'm kind of a bit in between. I, I'm, I'm in the camp of I want to get on with it, and I don't want to get political, because, but I do want to get on with it. I think it's it's important that they, they do that. My only concern is the is whether it um, has an effect on the integrity of the league. There are teams now that have played two or three game, games less than others. You know, ha, you know, playing Leeds lost the other night with hardly any you know with a really really weak squad against Arsenal and Arsenal were basically at full strength so I just think there's the odd going to be the odd mismatch that could well have a, a detrimental effect on it so whilst I want to carry on my gut feeling is that they probably should ought to have had a like a week off where no where no one plays just to try and manage it a, a, a little bit really but but yeah, I'm, you, I, I, Norm, help me understand this then, because I'm I'm in the Jurgen Klopp and and the, the same camp as Killer. What I don't get for the managers like Franks that are asking for the two week <laughs> circuit break. So what he said is they're going to sanitise the training room and all of this sort of thing. But I mean, this this for everything we've read says this is airborne. How does that help? Unless the players after that two week break all isolate 
their entire lives. One of them mm. will just get it again off a friend or family and it just starts again anyway, doesn't it? But I don't think it's about, uh, for me, it's not about the disease. Um, and sorry to, you know, it, it's about the integrity of the league. The fact that having a couple of weeks off or a week off, it's not about stopping people getting it. In my view, it's more about making sure that people that already have it, it's not impacting teams. So, you know, had Leicester played with like 14 first teamers against Spurs and Spurs had a full squad, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? So it's more about that. I mean, frankly, footballers are fit. This new strain, from what I can see and read it, it and, and certain people have come out and said it genuinely it doesn't seem to be anywhere near as bad. I think there's a lot of panicking going on. I mean, the footballers are just carry on playing for God's sake. You've already if the if, if they're well enough to play, just let them. Frankly, let them play. Yeah, but, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, you just, just if they've, if they've got it, 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 that's just they're not going to. In fact, you know, they're playing on a football pitch. It's. Yeah, I mean, so I, I do agree. I, I want to carry on. It's only for the fairness issue. But I, at the end of the day, we're going to have that. I think you're right. I think, you know, this isn't going to go away. So until the government say, yeah, you know what, we don't need to isolate anymore. Just get on with it. Then we're, we're going to be in this situation, whether it's over Christmas, whether it's in Jan, Feb, March, April, it's just going to happen. So we're probably right in saying, yeah, a bit like a dodgy VAR decision. You know, over the course of a season, we're going to hopefully end up being about right, and everyone will kind of have good good games where they've got a full squad, and other times when they're playing a team that's got a full squad and, and they're struggling a bit. So, yeah, so I am I am in agreement. I just want it to be I just want it to be fair, and you know, obviously, I'm a little bit concerned about our top four chances if we, uh, you know, if we don't uh, play play soon with a with a strong side. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's that feels that feels about right. And I think the other thing is, um, and you know, heaven, heaven, heaven hopes that that, that this, this is right. Everything that in the media seems to be that. I think even Chris Wood is saying, you know, by the end of January we'll have been through the peak. So if there's a if there's a couple of two or three tough weeks to come now. I, if if there's team two teams that can play each other and fulfil a fixture, I think it's important for fans to have some football as well. And it's like the Newcastle Liverpool game, I think it was, wasn't it? That you know, why on earth would you not play that game when there's two teams with perfectly fit squads to play it? And mm. actually, you know, this is in this country, football at this time of year is massively traditional. And I think at least if there's a, like match of the day <laughs> broke their record and they had one game on Saturday, but hey, you know, there was still a game to talk about. Mm. I, I, I'm I'm in the camp of, of getting on with it and and do it and doing that really and and and, and to be fair um by i suppose by cancelling even two or three extra games it just it makes it incredibly difficult to fit those games in later in the season so even by just having two or three games played you know that's that could be six separate teams that do not need to have a rearranged fixture it means they can play an, another team rather than not at all. So even even I suppose playing a few games is going to make it a lot easier for for fit, you know putting these fixtures in later on in the season. So again, yeah. another reason to to play when you can. So actually, having these games uh, cancelled this week for us has, has surely been a a big help on our injury front, which is as, surely as bad as anyone. So you know, it's, it's another another week, isn't it, to get uh, Big Wes and Justin and um, and Johnny fit. We might we might even have a defence when we come out of this. Don't just don't say it too loud. Right, you, re- yeah. you ready for another for, for another song? Mm. This Ooh. this one's from a, from a listener called Martin. There we go.
a sensational voice I will say yeah <laughs> what do you make of that killer 10 out of 10 for the voice Martin thank you for the thank you for the excellent submission 10 out of 10 for the voice um, the Foxmas thing um, I don't know look it's, it, it's very good it's a shiny 7 <laughs> shiny 7 uh, Norm what do you make of Martin's well, submission well an, an excellent excellent effort and lo- lots of gusto and pride in his voice and tried very hard i thought the uh, content was just slightly too simple for my taste so i'm gonna um give it a i'm gonna go along with killer because it what it was a grand effort and most christmasy seven out of ten things i never thought i would hear anybody say norm say the content was a bit too simple for my taste (laughs) (laughs) he says turning the volume down on play school (laughs) i didn't think i'd ever hear you killer about the foxmas thing But Martin Martin slots neatly into joint last place with that effort. So uh, right, killer, it must, must be over to you. Right, okay. Now I've me being of, of of a creative nature thought you lot will all do something about Leicester City. So I'm going to do something about this fabulous hostelry that we are supping pints in, and my song is called the Fairy Tale. Of the Foss Arms. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve, listeners, in the Foss Arms, <laughs> when Norm said to me, Let's have another pint of Trumpwell's IPA, a fine and hobby brew. And then we'll tell the world about this pub we drink in. <laughs> it's got a bar the size of a car, the beer taste of nectar. The barmaid looks a little like Hannibal Lecter. We always meet here straight after the game. We lose or draw, we drink all the same. The landlady's not pretty, Queen of Leicester City. She looks a bit like Vardy, but she's only got one eye. The landlord's called Derek, he's the spit of John Merrick. He's the ugliest man you ever did see. And the boys of the NYPD choir stood singing Galway Bay while shaking their heads at this song written by Killer Grey. <laughs> very good, very good. I've got to say, when you said you were going to attempt that, I thought, Jesus, that is brave. But that was outstanding. Um, look, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm worried about our listeners, but... I- don't, that, don't, that, that, that was the best, that was the best one out of our three. I'm, I'm going to give you a nine for that. Okay, thank you. It's my favourite Christmas song. So even if I hadn't enjoyed your version of it, you were going to get a nine or a ten. I did enjoy your version of it. I loved it. And I'm going to give you a nine also. Oh, 
Killer by a nose. Killer, killer on 18, replacing me and Norm, and then uh, Notty on 16. He Martin came in at 10 to 1, didn't he? 14. Say that again. He, he came in 18 to 1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. But back, to, uh, back to football matters. January oh, transfer do, oh, do we have to? Yeah, only, <laughs> only briefly. Only briefly. Yeah, let's, let's, Killer's just won the... He's, he's the Christmas number one. Let's make a... Well, he's, not on. he's not He's not the Christmas number one yet. We've got one more listener oh. submission. Oh, I do apologise. Jump the gun there, Norm. Is this, <laughs> Sorry, listeners. We're really doing everything we can to lose all our listeners tonight. We're scoring them down and then dissing them before they've even sung. But anyway, briefly here, <laughs> January transfer window. So it's a good time to tell our listeners that uh, Bank Holiday Monday is the 27th. So we're going to have a break over on that date. And we'll, we'll be back with a show on the 3rd of January, um, During by which time the January transfer window will have opened. So... Ask going to ask each of you guys, starting with Killer, if we can sign one player in the window. Now, it's got to be a realistic signing. If it isn't, Haaland ain't coming here. The other two will, ch- will challenge it. So it's got to be a realistic signing. So, Killer, who is your realistic Leicester City January transfer window signing? Okay, I think we we desperately, desperately need a centre-back. We know that we've got problems there. Johnny Evans feels like he's an injury waiting to happen. West Fafana, when he comes back, is going to be rusty. So I think we should make a couple of sales, generate a bit of money, stick down £30 million, James Tarkovsky from Burnley. Oh, okay. So do you think we would have £30 million? Um, I think we could possibly generate a bit with a few sales. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Because there are some players potentially that we would chuck out, not- notably those <laughs> Saints guys and Perez, I suppose. So that, that might get us half of that back. Yeah. Uh, Norm, what do you think of Tarkovsky? Well, he was the... I, I'd got two written down because I wasn't quite sure which one to go for. but he And he was one of them because I couldn't agree more. I think of centre-backs. Um, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> vital, and again, completely concur with Killer with, Killer with regards to Johnny Evans. He's a he's a, a, a problem, and the ones the centre backs that we bought like Vestergaard, it just isn't good enough. Of course, um, you know, hopefully Wes is, and Wesley Fofana is coming back, but yeah, I think uh, Tarkovsky was a great call. Go on then, Norman, yeah. and what's, what's yours? Good shout, Killer. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us would be uh, would be moaning about that one. What, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure what the difference in price would be. But the other one I thought about was someone like Connor Cody. Yeah, and I, I think him and Tarkovsky would be a, a similar kind of price. So we could probably go for him for all the same reasons that we can go for Tarkovsky. I mean, obviously he's played for England, so I suppose that's a. Actually, a slightly different question then, Norm. If we're saying the price is the same. Um, do, do, you think, do you think he'd come? Well, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think players like him would. I don't. I don't think he's a, you know, a, a top. Well, a top three signing is he? Um, and I, I, th- I think he probably would come. I think he could see that he could potentially make a difference. So yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, Killer, you happy with that? Look, I think it'd be. Uh, I'd be happy with the signing. Slightly disagree with Norm. I don't think he'd come. I don't, definitely don't think he'd come in January. Um, just my view. 
yeah. just, above, yeah, just above, above us in the league at the moment, aren't they? But yeah, um, yeah okay. I had a sense about written down as well, but I'll go the other way. I'm going to go for the obvious one, which is Lingard, because I think he's definitely heading out. I think when Madison's off, I, what we've seen in the last few weeks, and, and we mentioned it, didn't we, last week, when Rogers quite right, our attacking plays come back a lot, but that is down to Madison coming back a lot. And, and without yeah. that, I think we could do with another another option like that. And I reckon you could get Lingard probably at January, his cheapest 10 or 15 million. And I, I think we, I, I know West Ham are having a really good season, so he, they would be the obvious competition. But I, I think Brendan could sell Leicester City to Jesse Lingard. So uh, what do you two think about that, Norm? Um, I like Jesse Lingard very much. I, I don't think he would end up coming here because he had such a successful time at West Ham. I'm, I think he would probably have liked to have gone back to West Ham in the summer. He knows the players there. They are being successful at the moment. So I I think that his, 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 they would probably have the pull over us. But yeah, I'd be I'd be more than happy to to see him come in um, and for that kind of price he'd be a great signing What about you Keller do you think the price is about right there or I think so yeah but I totally agree with Norm's sentiments definitely take him as a footballer um, I do think he's the sort of guy that would I can't see him I can't see him at Leicester <laughs> just, just, just can't I think if he's going to go anywhere he will head down to London or up to Newcastle maybe Newcastle would be Newcastle undoubtedly is going to be a huge payout. I would imagine for a good half dozen footballers in the transfer window. Yeah, he, yeah. He, but he'll only go to Newcastle on loan. There's yeah, no, yeah. There's, I, yeah. Know, I think I think he'll want to move away from Man United. I, I think he need, he needs a he needs a new club. He needs a fresh start. Um, but I suppose if he knew that in the summer that he was um, is he a free agent in the summer? Am I right in saying that? I'm pretty sure he is. Well, don't, yeah, forget, so. don't forget for for all of these England players, they're running out of time. You know that that World Cup now is a, a year away. They are running out of time in in, in terms of getting into an unbelievably competitive squad. Now, I've never seen you know in, in fifty one years, I've never seen an England squad like it. Now, I mean, it, it the depth in, in in quality is fabulous. So you're quite right. He needs game time. He needs to move and he needs to shine very very quickly. The yeah. only thing is, you're quite right what you say though. Will he sign? Will he shine in a struggling Newcastle team, or could he come to Leicester and do pretty much what he did at West Ham? Last season, it's a better option for him, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's, he'd get game time, because, I mean, Perez is getting game time, and he's a massively upgraded version of Perez. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, right. I, forgot, I forgot, sorry, I was going to say, I'd forgotten the England angle, and um, it's interesting, isn't it? you know, playing for West Ham, he got in the England side, was starting to play really, playing really well for England, and frankly, the only reason he probably dropped out of the England uh, side and the squad um, is because he's not getting any time at Man United. Or, you know, end of story. Yeah. So he, he he's gonna he is gonna know that, isn't he? And he does need to go. So I, actually, I think you're right. He'll. I think he's got a certainty to move on in January. So let's hope Brendan's been uh, chatting to him behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Good shout, guys. Be happy to see any of those guys in. Right. Um, talk amongst yourselves while I find the last one. But just before we while we do that, um, I'm just going to get you to start thinking a little bit, if I can about the um the next four games and and killer just we we um we're going to come on and do the predictor and i'm going to ask you to do the predictor um for just the two games towards the end of the show around liverpool and ho at home and norwich at home which will be the last two um the last two games we'll have played before the next show 
But how how are you feeling about the, you know, if we talk, because we've got Liverpool away, assuming these games go ahead in the League Cup, uh, and then, you know, the, the very easy trip to Man City. Mm. So it's an unbelievable run, isn't it? Because it's it's actually Liverpool, Man City, Liverpool. I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, within world football, I cannot imagine you can have three, three, t- three tougher games. The only thing, what what is absolutely obvious, I watched very closely watched the interview after the game with Jurgen Klopp. Obviously, whining, moaning, groaning. He's a brilliant manager. There's times where he drives me mad a little bit with his with his whining and groaning and moaning and stuff. There is no doubt at all that he is going to play a second eleven in that game. On Wednesday, no doubt at all, he will play a group of guys, most of which I think you probably wouldn't have heard of. Yeah, yeah I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I think he's absolutely spot on. I think we'll probably play quite a weak inside though, because I wouldn't imagine that the majority of our players are out of um, isolation yet. So I think it will be too. I think our side will probably be slightly stronger. So we've got. No, we've got every every chance. And come on, we know Leicester. We'll probably win the first three games: Liverpool, Man City, Liverpool, and then lose at Norwich. Lose to Norwich. Quick, quick question, Tim. Would you, given what appears to be the inevitability of losing at the Etihad, would you be prepared to put a stronger team out against Liverpool and get yourself a place in the semi-final of the Carabao, and then get take the inevitable defeat at Man City on Boxing Day, taking on the chin, walk away with a weakened team, don't worry about it. Actually, we've come out of those two games in pretty good shape. What would you do? Well, I, I, I do love your assumption that <laughs> by, by throwing the Man City game, it gives us a cracking chance at Anfield. But I mean, yeah, I mean, look, if you, if you said now, yeah, you go, you go through against Liverpool and you, because I just can't see us getting anything against Man City, you know, with the, with the defence. I just can't. I think, I, I think we've got no chance at all of, of getting anything there. So, yeah, I, I would 100, 100%. What about you, Norm? Um, yeah, I, I think. But I think history shows that we play strong teams in the um, the league the the league cup at this the Carabao Cup at this stage anyway. So I think Brendan would play his strongest team because there's a number of players that, like I've said, are, are, won't be playing through injury, won't be quite match fit, still out because of COVID. So I think we're all, we're almost going to be forced to make a few changes. But yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll play a he'll play a strong side, and I think we've got every because Liverpool are playing the seconds will play a second string. You know, we've we've got every every chance. I think we ought to look at look at it on a an individual basis. We know we're not playing until uh, Sunday. We've got a game on Wednesday. I, I I think that we know what's going to happen at Man City. I'm pleased we're not doing the predictor because it'd have been hard for me to say we were going to win three two. Um, but um, yeah, so <laughs> I think I think I think you you spot on. I, I would like to see us. Let's well, let's win another trophy. You know, success is about putting trophies in the cabinet. We've won the FA Cup. We've won the Premier League. We've won the Community Shield this season. Why not do the double? Two out of the four domestic trophies could be ours, or three. Sorry, I've got the FA Cup. So let's yeah, let's 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 go for it, and that'll give us confidence. You know, if if we've gone to Anfield and we get a result, whoever you're playing, it's going to give us the confidence when we when certainly when we play them on. Um, after Christmas on the Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right, good. Killer, with the question, because it, it's, an, you know, if, it, if we were playing, I don't know, let's say someone like Villa or Leeds afterwards, you, you would have to have half an eye on that. But it, it's very defeatist. But it's, you know, if you're willing to effectively chuck that Man City game, it, there is a real opportunity there, isn't there? So, 
Mm. Right, just so we we don't have a complete stitch up, we have one listener's song left. Ooh. And this song is from Steve. Are you both ready? We are. Miss Jim Fuchs, Robert Huth, Casper Schmeichel, Danny Simpson and Wes Morgan, Drinky Kante Mahrez and Michael Brighton, Okazaki and Vardy's man. Jeffrey Schlutter, Mary Gray, Leo Ochoa were the super subs. King Amati, Vasileski, Ranieri is our king. Now, I've got to say, I like, I like his voice. I like the historical element. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a better version of mine for me. So I'm actually, well, well I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you guys think about this one. No, Go on, no. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, given that he was going through the Premier League winning side, I'm not sure whether Amati was in that. So could could a, an incorrect oh. bit of information be enough to see me mark him down? I think it could. I think it could. I um, think he was in it. I think he was in it when he killed her. No, Daniel Amati. Well, I, I, I'm with Norm. I thought... I thought he wasn't the... Come on, is, is anybody online? I'll, I'll have a little look while you two discuss... Because you, you can't... Norm, you're cynically going to kick him for that, are you? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. it was... No, it was... It was <laughs> let, look, let's talk about the music, not the content. Well, the content was good. It was a very good version. I did. I do like the song. Um, uh, I think it is... I'm going to mark it. I'm, I think it's worthy of a... I think it's worthy of an eight. I thought it was very, very, very good, but there was a better song tonight. So I'm going to give it an eight. Killer, then what do you I've, what do you... I've just, just had a look. It looks like Daniel Amati joined Leicester City the season after. Oh. I think, unless he joined in the January transfer window. No, he, he, he didn't. He didn't, really. No, he? he didn't. No. Yeah, well, look, okay, maybe, maybe. This is, a, I've got to say, I'm going to stick up for Ali. This is outrageous going to this level to, to find a technicality. No, it's not. Tim, it, Tim, it just isn't. It just isn't. And I'm sure, and I'm sure when he's listening back, he'll cringe himself. And... It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's not a, it's no, not a... would expect a full written apology. It's not acceptable. Frankly, it's, it's simply not acceptable. He ought, to, he ought to hang his head in shame and, um, and a, 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 send an email in, apologising, please. <laughs> Steve, I, if I was marking this, I thought it, would, it was great. Norm's giving you an eight killer. What are you giving him? It was great. It was great. Three out of ten. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a, it's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> 15, which, you know, leave, leaves the top three as in joint second man norm and the winner of the first Christmas number one is Killer. And what a complete stitch up and how appropriate to this show that entirely is. Well, I'm going to say a big thank you to the listeners for trying, trying to get into this complete mafia anyway, at the, at the very least. But uh, right, on to the predictor. So um, predictor table as it stands, Norm with 11, Killer with 12. Me with 13. As I said, I'm going to ask uh, Killer and Norm for predictions for Liverpool at home and Norwich at home. The last two shows before, uh, last two matches for our next show. So, uh, Killer, Liverpool at home, dare I ask? 
Oh, blimey, this is a tough one, isn't it? But I'm going to go for Leicester 1, Liverpool 3. Right, uh, Norm, I'm going to go for that result as well. So what are you going for? Uh, well, you know me, don't you? I can't possibly not... Do we? Not... Do we? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for 3-2 to Leicester. <laughs> Laughably. What, 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 on earth, what on earth in this season to date suggests that wouldn't be the result? <laughs> no, of course, of course, but I can't not back against us. I mean, can I? I mean, it, it, would, it, would, it, would, just ruin, it would just ruin the show if I showed an ounce of credibility. So I'm going to go for 3-2 Leicester. Thank you. And then Killer, one, Killer, what about Norwich? What about a bounce back against Norwich? Well, Possibly, and don't forget, last three home games, we've scored 11 goals, haven't we? So, suggest that we've got a goal or two in us. I think Norwich may just be on the verge of breaking down. Apparently, they were absolutely terrible at the weekend. So, I am going to go for Leicester City 3, Norwich 0. 3 now, and a clean sheet. Killer, love it. Yeah. Right, Norm. Um... The, the same um, the same goal difference but a slightly different scoreline will score four but Pookie will bag one for the Canaries so 4-1 Leicester Okay, and I'm going to have a pool and say that Leicester are going to win that one. 3-1. So that brings us to the end of 2021, listeners, in terms of our shows. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll be back on the 3rd of January. And I just want to remind you, if things are a little bit rubbish at the moment or for the next couple of weeks, two things I'm going to say. Number one, you won the lottery of life because you are a Leicester City fan. And number two, don't forget... This was the year that our great club won the FA Cup. If you want to get in touch with us, thanks for all of you that have done that that this year. You've made some great contributions, not least tonight. It's LeicesterCityPubcast at gmail.com. And we will see you for a rip-roaring 2022. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City Pubcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City Pubcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.